Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where it has been a couple of weeks since we've uh, actually yeah, a week and like an, a week and a half since we've had a podcast. Um, but I think we just needed some uh, much t- much needed time off. We're not able to uh, hit up the YouTube community until we hit a thousand subs. So we're um, as opposed to doing a video saying why we're not doing it, just we're going to hit it up right here. We had David Icon the last time that we had a podcast. Uh, Johnny and I. Uh, hit that up. Uh, David, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. It was beautiful, man. And I encourage anyone who hasn't uh, seen that po- uh, that podcast to just go back to last week and check it out. A lot of great information. Uh, it was very interesting having da- David on. It, more than interesting, honestly, in my opinion. But it, it was it was fantastic, man. And we got Jesse back tonight. Jesse's in the house. He's right back in the middle where he belongs. Um, the Jesse. sandwich is complete. Yes, it is, man. What the fuck's going on? I love, man? I love how during your intro, it man, it re- it literally like it felt like a Family Guy moment or something. During your intro, you're like, "All right, we're gonna start it off." Blah blah blah. Let me start the intro, and then Jesse's just like opening a bag of chips, like being loud, like <laughs> unplugging his mic, like as much noise as possible. Just yeah, no, my bad. <laughs> no, it was, it was just this funny. It's been a while for us. It, it has, but we got a lot of new listeners out there, man, and I greatly appreciate anyone who's uh, recently subscribed to Talk Junkies. Uh, we've been doing this uh, close to three years in March now. Jesus. We're not going to stop, man. Fucking like We're going to continue to do uh, content for everyone who's willing to listen and just, uh, you know, when you're about to go to bed or whatever, whenever you're listening to Talk Junkies, man, we're here for you. We're going to make content as much as we can um, once a week for sure and until we can do more than that. But um, not only uh, thank you to all the new uh, listeners and friends out there, but we're also on multiple platforms, and we've been that way for close to six weeks now. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on all the major podcasts, so you can find us there as well. But Johnny, Jesse, good to, guy, good to have you guys back, man. What's going on? Not much. Good to be back. Good to. It's, I kind of liked having a week off, though. You know, taking that one week off, which I've been really busy with. My work schedule has changed anyways, so that's that's been something else. Super Bowl's coming up. That's going to be super dope. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're, you, you should be rocking some Chiefs gear, too, man. But yeah. it is what it is. It is what he's it is. a Packers fan. Jesse, what the fuck's up, man? Not shit. I just turned 30, which is weird. I don't feel 30, but I am. So that that is what it is. That's it you for know? you? That's what's up? Yeah, so 30. I, I turned 30. Dirty 30. Doing. I tried to throw this guy a, a secret surprise birthday <laughs> party, man. And I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was, a pretty, I was a little bit of a bitch about it. But I hit up his girlfriend, and I was like, hey, I want to throw Jesse a surprise birthday party. She literally went and told Jesse that because she loves Jesse and Jesse doesn't want to do that type of thing. Yeah, that's not that's not my vibe. Jesse's not yeah. the surprise birthday party. Not, either way, like actually, I don't think any of us are because I'm yeah. a 30 year old male. I don't need a surprise. Birthday which there party. was still there was still a surprise packaged in there, which blew my fucking mind. Which was better than any other surprise was yeah. an old friend showing up that I hadn't uh, seen or talked to. Well, I I talked to him over the phone, but I hadn't actually physically probably seen the guy in in a, in a long time. So it was it was really good to have a close friend show up. Yeah, it was a fun night, myself. man. Really fun night. But uh, so tonight we're going to hit up some, a few topics uh, and just going to tell you guys a little bit about what we're going to talk about. We're, we're, one, we're going to hit uh, what's going on with the stock market and with the GameStop and AMC and, and Nokia and all that shit, because Jesse and, and Johnny have a lot to offer when it comes to that. Uh, it, to me, anyways, whenever I'm having a conversation about this specific topic, they offer a lot of information to me. I mean, and again, that we, we're not offering any type of uh, financial advice, but I think it's just good to talk about within the times. I know it's been hit hard already within the past four days, but I think that just having a conversation about it on Talk Junkies would be nice. Not only that, we're, we're going to talk about a little bit about Joe Biden, man. Um, we're good at talking about politics. You know, I'm there's a lot of things that I've watched, and I know that these two don't really care about the 40 executive orders he's, he's already signed within the past, like, two weeks. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of diet at the end. But diet yeah. is that what you said? Yeah, diet. But before we do that, we're gonna talk about I don't know, man, just some chill, relaxing, cool shit, man. Before we get <laughs> smooth into, jazz yeah, with before, Michael, Michael Davis in the cool. Before, <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the hard shit, man, Jesse, you you were saying something outside. What what is it with curse words, man? I think that that was something that was pretty chill. Oh, no. So um, I was watching some documentaries, and one thing that I found really interesting is that any derogatory term uh, that has been set to a group of people, uh, and this this is proven throughout history, is eventually that group of people will use that word 
um, as they they take the derogatory um, miss out of it and they use it for an empowering uh, in an empowering way. So then there's plenty of examples of this. The one that I can actually use the word uh, fairly loosely is the word bitch. Like bitch was, you know, so condescending to women uh, over time. And then now you have all these women who use it like, oh, look at that bad bitch doing her shit. Like they've, they've taken the, they've taken something um, dark and derogatory and negative towards them. And they, now they are reusing it um, in, in a positive sense which happens with any any word that's used towards a group. I just think that's really resilient of uh, humanity and groups of people that they can be like, oh, man, you're trying to shit on me? Well, I'm going to take what you're shitting on me with, and now I'm going to use it as a term of endearment towards other people and then and then reshape this to where I'm literally taking your, your power away from you, and I'm going to embrace this word and, and change it. I, th- I think that's really good of humanity to do things like that, and it just shows... Uh, to me, it's yeah. word up, honky. Yeah, <laughs> word up, honky. Well, there, there's a couple things that. Have you ever? Has anybody in this room right now ever been called a honky by by somebody of a different race? Man, I've never been called. I have never been called a honky by anybody. There's else. not that's really. Such a there's not really example. Oh uh, no, I know. That's why I said it. That's hence the joke. Um. To but but you know, the white culture or the Caucasian culture or whatever. There's really not any words like that that have, have hit us hard compared to other races and cultures? I think yeah. probably back in time there may have been some different stuff, but we'll never know those times. Um, but I, to me, I think what what strikes the most interesting point about that is the fact that th- how did the words become into existence in the first place? And whenever those words were being first used in reference to bitch, like whenever it was derogatory towards women, I, I, I'm just curious on how it became that way. Because Well, the thing is, these words aren't, it's not like they're not derogatory now. Like yeah. We have, like the N word is still derogatory for sure. You know, saying bitch is still derogatory in the, in the right context. Like these, the, no, words the, context, still, the context, the context, the context makes the a thing. massive difference. The context is, is really what changes everything. But, um, there, I, I feel, I still feel like they're like man-made words. You know, like what I'm saying I mean, is every like word is. The, the origins of the word w- was made by someone. Oh, yeah. And no, woman. it's really it's no, it's it's really interesting. And I'm man, I literally binge watched the whole documentary that's that's on Netflix about um, curse words. I can't even remember the name of it. You now. brought it up once. My brother actually watched it. He said it was actually pretty. It's good. really, really interesting. Yeah. And they go over a lot of uh, uh, like urban legends where words came from and they actually get down to the historical origin of them. And it's just really interesting. See what's right, what's see, see where words came from. What's weirder for me isn't so much those derogatory words. It's the words that used to be bad that we now use in everyday language. And I can only think of one off the top of my head. There's actually a ton, but I can only think of one, and that is, and I've told you guys before, I think, but never on the podcast. That's picnic. Yeah, so no, like, you have, you have on. That. Yeah, oh yeah, so no, like, I remember go, this. Like you, you taking the family out for a picnic, you know? Yeah. Like that used to be a derogatory thing used against black people in the early days of the United States. It had to deal with going out to watch someone hang. Like that's where that word stems from. But we don't, but so we don't associate it with that anymore. It's a normal family friendly word. And there's other words like that, that were bad that have become just, they don't mean anything and nobody takes any kind of offense to them. That's what's so important. Whenever I, I, I mention hermeneutics a lot, uh, on this podcast, I feel like I don't know why it comes up so much, but but I have to go back to the hermeneutics, which is the translation of like language to language, and it, it's not even necessarily like language to language. Like in this example, you're looking at something that represented something in this time period, but we're literally using the same word in the same language, but for a completely different purpose. Mm-hmm. And just how everything evolves, just language evolves, everything evolves. You need to keep. Which is why it's so hard to track what somebody meant like fucking 400 years ago. Like not only it was the same language, but we even like look at all the new slang that spill the tea, <laughs> spill the tea. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I was like, but people still say it or people are saying it now. And I'm like, I can't get on board with it. Like this is some what's, new, what's new the generation tea, thing. What's the tea? Yeah. What's the tea? Spill the tea. I'm like, man, I can't get on board with this. I can't get mad at him for like it though. It is what thing. it is, man. And who knows whenever, like, somebody looks back 200 years from now, whenever they quit using that slang term for gossip, that how they're going to be, like, they could be drinking tea, and they're like, what the 
fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? That language language evolves I, so quickly. I think you, but you technology, about, yeah. Yeah, you talking it, about language evolving though, and how we use language in different ways, even within the same language, like within the English mm-hmm. language or whatever language it may be. I oh my god, I lost my track saying language that many times. Um, Jesus Christ, I can't I can't remember where I was going with that. Honest <laughs> to God, like, and I'm not even like I'm not drunk or stoned or anything. I'm just sober as fuck right here. Just can't that's remember what, what I was dr- saying. That's what a drunken stone person would say. I know, right? Way, no, no, I'm 100 percent sober, 99.9. percent So. Uh, Honestly, and to just generalize that, you need to have that understanding of, of language and how it's adapted and then looking back and you, um, and if somebody talked this way and you're like, man, that's iffy to me, you need to realize that's a different time period and things meant darker things or even more lighthearted things and then things have oh, changed. that's what it was. That's in, in the inverse and... It, I think what's more important than the words we choose to use around each other and what more people need to look at is context. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Context, which we've kind of gotten away with that in this, I hate using this, but it's tr- in this cancel culture we're in, in this uh, politically correct, this PC culture, which has been going on for years. I remember people talking about, I mean, there's a South Park episode about political correctness that's back from like 2006. Like this has been happening for a while. It's just heightened. It's right just now. heightened right now with everything. And my biggest thing is, before you get offended by what some someone says, think about the context. Like, think about the context. Are they actually saying it to be rude and mean to you? Yeah. Or are they just using a word that you're not used to whatever? Which I feel like the, the majority of the public uh, knows this. The majority of the uh, public. Okay, so so one. Okay, so the best example of this that, that I'm going to bring up. I don't know how much longer you want to stay on this topic. But it's saying Merry Christmas. Yeah. So everybody who's watched this podcast knows that I am not a religious person. I do not back the Christian religion at all. But one thing I always say is Merry Christmas to people. I don't, I I am not uh, backing of any of the Christmas story or anything like that. What Merry Christmas means is whenever I say it to you is I, man, I really hope that, that you have this time of year you have a really good joyous time with your family and like whatever it is, you really enjoy this time of year. And it's been this lighthearted thing. But now, I don't know, man, this probably happened like 10 I, years I was like, ago. This is, this has like been going 10, on for a no, while. So, so this is what's weird to me is all of a sudden now you offend people who don't have that religion. I'm like, I'm not that religion, but I say that because that's culturally what you say to let somebody know, Hey, I really hope you have a good time this, don't, this year. Don't you think that like it has nothing to do with you don't, me you forcing have a religion on you? Happy holidays, or honestly, I should be able to walk up to you, Jesse, as your friend. Like, let's say, let's say I was Jewish and we've been friends for years. I should be able to walk up to you and say Happy Hanukkah, and you not get offended at I all. I would not be offended because that's be my offended. way of just. And, and if and if that's what it was, I'd be like, all right, man, no, thanks, I I appreciate that. I can tell so many times when the context in which the person is saying something is the most, and honestly, all of it, the importance of what they're saying. But then you go, oh, well, I just don't agree with this, disagrees with what I'm feeling. I'm like, dude, they're they're giving you a good gesture. Yeah. Like, can you just Calm chill down. the fuck Calm out down. a little yeah. bit? <laughs> like, just chill the fuck out. The world's like, not out to get you. Yeah, like, somebody is wishing you to have a good time, but it's not the thing that you you want them to use a different word to say that oh, he said merry and christmas this, instead of happy holidays so and i don't celebrate christmas blah blah nobody cares yeah. Yeah. nobody cares just take the compliment man or take just whatever fucking, it is and just, just move about your day just quit being a bitch the, the thing that like just quit think, being a bitch nice dick bro <laughs> yeah. oh thanks man thanks appreciate you yeah, and they're not going to say no to that or nor would they get mad about that by the way i've never heard dick. that before in my life the, <laughs> yeah i definitely never heard that never not once life. that that one i've never heard before but I, I, like the kick i've been on like lately is like whenever you die like none of this shit's going to matter anyways oh that's a way different route you're well, taking no, no, not really like if someone were to come up to, and i'm not a very religious person and, and, and again like i'm the type of person that would say like happy holiday or merry christmas or and now like the way that culture has shaped itself whenever I'm talking to people, I might say like happy holidays and I, and I don't like that aspect. But what I'm saying is like, there's nothing and, wrong with that either, by and, the way, but no, I know that. But instead of getting offended, like just think like to take a step back, like you said, don't t- take it out of context and just realize like at the end of the day, is this really going to like, what's it going to do to me? Like what are words really going to do to me in that context? When you're saying Merry Christmas to someone truly, how deep could that go to where it hurts your inner core of your inner self of your inner being 
to where you're that upset where you're like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I'm going to yell at this person or make them have a bad day. Instead of doing that, yeah, you too. Walk away and then that's it. Also, that being said, Paul, that goes both ways because there's probably some viewers or listeners out there right now, depending on where you're listening to this at, um, who are like all dick strong about what we're saying right now. And they're like, oh yeah, I agree. I say Merry Christmas all the time and I hate it when people get pissed. Yeah, but think about it. Do you get offended when someone says happy holidays? Because I have said happy holidays to people and like they've actually gotten a little irked because they're like, why didn't they just say Merry Christmas? So the, the you know, it goes both ways. Like if someone says happy holidays to you they're just and you're words. like, everything's being politically correct now and I hate the fact that people say happy holidays and say, instead of Merry Christmas, calm the fuck down on your side too. Yeah, no, I like, don't, chill I don't the give fuck a shit out. somebody says happy holidays, but I, I, I say Merry Christmas. That's I, my point I though. I say Merry Christmas. I, mean, I, was, I was born you and raised that way. You shouldn't get mad if but, someone says happy holidays to you and you a, shouldn't get mad if someone says Merry Christmas to, to you because it's the... The gesture but is I think, all that matters. Especially in the Western culture, like we're set in our ways because you're you're born a certain way and you're conditioned a certain way on, on just like what <clears throat> what life is and how you see it. And like whenever you get older, those are the types of words that you're going to use, right? Or the types of phrases, like the things that you grew up knowing to say. And it's hard to change that and it can't happen over time. And yes, that's fine, but it's going to happen and it always will happen. And people just need to relax a little bit, I think, is just what we're all kind of saying. Just chill out. Yeah. Enough on that, man. Moral of the story, chill out. Let's get into some some very raunchy, nice, delicious stuff what? here. Um, so, uh, as you all know, some some crazy shit happened last week. I talked to I Johnny a little Paul bit. understands adjectives. Keep going, no, Paul. Yeah, pr- probably not. You get into the stock market and you're <laughs> yeah. calling the stock market raunchy? Raunchy delicious. Yeah, a little bit raunchy. But, so, r- right now, so, right. the amount of money that has been lost to hedge fund people, do we know what the... What 70 that billion? Seven, it was 70 billion last time I looked at it. 70 billion. So, you have people like Melvin Capital lost 53% in January. You have short sellers are nursing estimated losses of 19 billion. After the betting on the game stops, uh, the plunge. So can we just explain to people, like layman's terms, or even just the basics of what happened? What exactly happened last week, and why did it yeah. happen? So, uh, oh man, Johnny's actually going to be way better than this. But I'm, I'm just going to say in general, a market manipulation happened. Uh, man, Johnny, you just need to take it over, because you're going to be way more thorough than, than me. Uh, so the, the layman's terms, the easiest way to put it is that... Um, Basically, you have all these hedge funds making smart bets because that's what the stock market is, especially options trading, is like betting. It's like sports betting or like anything else um, or gambling, whatever, but with an educated side to it. Anyways, um, you have all these giant hedge funds who took GameStop, saw that its stock was way higher than it should be. Basically, it was higher than what everybody evaluated it at. Before Reddit got it before involved. before before Reddit, okay. so it was like it was at like twenty seven dollars, it was at like twenty seven dollars, which is way higher than whatever because it had been averaging at like around eleven dollars. And my numbers might be slightly off, by the way, but it was averaging around eleven dollars or something like that back in like October, and it had been on that for a long time. And it had steady losses over the last five years. Highest it was like five years ago was like eighteen dollars or something. So it's been low. And then uh, Microsoft bought it. Microsoft bought GameStop which gave GameStop a little bit of a boost. It gave them a little bump, and they went up to like 20, and then some whatever stuff happened. They got a new CEO, or either a CEO or a CFO, one of those two things. GameStop got a new one, which caused it to bump up a little higher, and that's when it hit like $27, give or take a couple of bucks. Hedge Fund saw this, looked at it, evaluated the company, and said, uh, no, there's no way it's worth this much. It's it's not worth 27 a share. It's closer to like 18 or 20 a share, or lower, so they. And it all doesn't take a corporate evaluation to, to know, know that, yeah. that GameStop is a failing fucking company. Anyway, sorry. yeah, it's a so, failing business model. So they went in. They went in and they shorted the company. And what shorting the company means is basically betting against it. You make the the simple term. There's I could go into more detail, but the simplest way to put it is: if GameStop fails and their stocks go lower, then you make money if you short it. Well, they aggressively shorted it, like super aggressively. They they shorted it um, like negative 120%, which isn't even like possible. You know what I mean? Like the company can't be at negative 120%. Reaches negative 100, it's, a, it's bankrupt, you know? Like they aggressively shorted it. And this is all, I won't say public information, but it's information that you can, that you can find. You can, you can 
find out how much a company has been shorted based on articles and all this different stuff. A whole bunch of people on Reddit, under the Reddit Wall Street bets, saw this and basically came together and said, wow, they shorted this so much that if the company goes up, they're going to lose a lot of money and they're going to have to sell their shorts and, and lose money on that, which is going to cause it to go up higher, the company to go up higher, and then... Aggressively uh, higher. Yes, so if you're, wrong, people, if you're wrong on a short, if you're wrong on a short, it naturally influxes that shit. It's crazy high, more than the actual value of the company. I just need that. So it happened with Tesla. Like, I experienced this with Tesla. It's weird how this works because it's not the actual overall evaluation of the company. My bad. I don't need to be interrupting you. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I'm trying to speed this up because I could go into detail, and I'm not trying to go into detail. But the general thing is you had a bunch of people from Reddit basically say, hey, they've shorted this way too much. They have overdone it. So do they? So how, did they know bought, that, how did they know that they shorted it? You can Public information. Yeah. But, so you see that on like Robinhood, you could see that they're shorting the app. Robinhood's a bad example. You no, can't really because you're not getting articles you can, okay. from, yeah. from Robinhood. You have to There's read places it. you can see it. Yeah. Okay. There's places you can see it. But they saw that they shorted it a shit ton, and they all kind of came together and said, hey, uh, let's buy into this. Let's buy into this stock. And they bought in, and they bought in, and then um, it, it becomes a uh, snowball effect because when they started buying in, this is the part where I do have to go into a little bit of detail, so bear with me. It's not all caused by them buying in. It is also caused by the head funds selling. So they bought in a little. So now GameStop goes from $27 up to like $35. That means all these hedge funds that had shorts on it start losing money. So what happens then is they now, they've lost a little bit of money and they don't want to lose any more. So they start selling their shorts back at a loss. They start, they lose profit, but they start selling those shorts back. Well, when they're selling those, now more people can buy, which continues to pump up the price, which continues to drive down the price of the shorts, which scares more hedge fund people into selling out and cutting their losses, which causes it to go up even more. And then, like I said, you have a snowball effect and you have a group of people who have now banded together to be like, yo, screw them for always taking advantage of us and whatnot. We're going to keep buying into this. And then last we saw... The highest it hit, I think, was like four hundred and five dollars or four hundred and something dollars. So fucking stupid! Damn. It hit four hundred and something dollars a share. So crazy! GameStop, a worthless, in in my opinion, a failing business model. That yeah. will, dude, it's it's a joke. It's not their fault that they're failing. At one point, it was successful, but no, now is no, not that be, point because anymore. Of, because of Amazon coming in, and yeah. because of it wasn't dude, due to them. It's just technology is taking over. If, if I just had like a couple minutes and to explain to you why GameStop is an absolute, GameStops will not be around. Games, the GameStops are unless go they away. completely change their business model. Yeah, they're like Every, a everything's going online. Everything's going online and streaming. I don't have to go in and physically buy a copy of a video game anymore. This is going to be gone in like five years. You don't no longer go in and they, you could buy consoles now that don't have disk drives. What is the fucking point to go to GameStop is if everything's downloaded from the fucking internet? That is the failing business model of GameStop. But this shit's worth how much? Uh, well, now it's like 320 That's still insane. And how long That's can it? That's insane. So you can technically short, short, short them now still. Yeah, but probably not a good idea. I, I can't. Well, actually, I can't say I can't give any financial advice. This is and not financial this is advice. Not we're financial just advice. we're just speculating here, just talking. Yeah. Um. If you were to short it now, by the way, that would co it cost a lot of money. Yeah, there's some, if, if you if you just I don't, got into I don't the want basics, to get into the details of volatility. Okay. Just and, in case people decide, oh man, yeah. I got like three thousand go dollars. You got to go through now. The, I'm going to short GameStop. You have to pay don't. attention to the volatility. You have to pay attention to the Greeks and all this stuff. Not the Greeks, like the people. The Greeks like the letters. Um. <laughs> you have to pay attention to the Greek people. No. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm moving on from that now real quick. What is important about this? If you're listening to this and you're like, I've already heard a lot about this. I don't give a fuck. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Ignore the price point. Ignore the fact that they're losing billions. Blah, blah. The big thing now is the illegal stuff the hedge funds have done and the brokerages have done to stop them from losing money. That is the important part that everybody should be focused on here. And if you don't believe me, I lost money. I lost money because I was one of the people who shorted GameStop. I'm not part of a hedge fund or anything like that. But two weeks ago, before all this started, I did the same thing. I looked at GameStop and I said, man, this is way too high. So I shorted it because in my mind, 
it's not worth that much and it should go down. So I lost money. I was upset about the fact that I lost money, but I'm happy about the fact of what these individual investors on Reddit are doing. And this means a lot because now you have these huge hedge funds who are going to the brokerages like Robinhood and TD Ameritrade and E-Trade and Fidelity and all these different ones. And they're basically saying, hey, we're losing a ton of money here. And this is all behind closed doors kind of stuff. This is speculation. But now, so like Robinhood stopped you from being able, it was very short, it was very temporary, but that causes a huge thing. They stopped you from being able to buy shares in GameStop. So all these people on Reddit who are trying to still pump up the price of GameStop were shut off. They weren't able to buy shares anymore. That is market manipulation. Not the people on Reddit. Not the people on Reddit doing what they're doing, but you stopping well, brokerages from selling shares is market manipulation. Well, no, what they were doing, in my opinion, is still market manipulation. But they're only doing what hedge funds have been doing for okay, yes. since the opening of the stock market. I mean, legally, it's not market manipulation. No, they did nothing illegal. That's what no, I'm saying. Okay, That's nothing, what I'm saying. It's still a market manipulation. Any, yeah, any time, but so is buying okay. or selling any stock. Any, by that. any reasonable person that knows the business model of GameStop and you've seen the, what their stock has been at for the past fucking five years and then out of nowhere, it's that. And they well, didn't, there was reasons they didn't, behind they didn't it. invent, by the way, GameStop did not invent cold fucking fusion yeah. out of fucking nowhere. They didn't invent, oh, shit, we have the cure for cancer now. No, there's still GameStop. <laughs> like, so nothing changed within the company and, and how uh, and what they do. They still do the same shit. That is a market manipulation. But the problem is, is it's not the 1% that's overseeing the market manipulation. It is now just the people, the average everyday people now now got some fucking money out of it. And the 1% lost money. And now they're crying like fucking bitches. That's the, that's the point I was getting to with yeah, the end of bad. all the, with this conversation is the fact that, for, for the, okay, they don't teach you about stocks in fucking high school. They don't teach you about finances other than how to write fucking checks in your checkbook, which doesn't matter at all. They don't teach you about stocks. They don't teach you about investing or any of the stuff that could actually make your future or help you. And the reason why is because they don't want you to know. And now that more and more people are becoming educated on it, these big hedge funds aren't able to make the moves that they used to be able to do and are now losing money, and they're pissed off about it. They're pissed off that they're losing money because at the end of the day, and once this is where it comes back into Robinhood and companies like Robinhood shutting off the ability to uh, buy stocks. I think I said sell earlier, which was wrong, so I got to correct yeah. myself. Um, shutting off your ability to buy stocks or whatever for whatever made-up reason. Oh, it's too volatile. Oh, we're, 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 we got the best, uh, you know, we've got your best interest in mind, blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. The point is them stopping all that stuff means that the 1%... And the 99% are truly playing by different rules. So, And this is proof of it. Okay, so hold on. Johnny, you just laid it out right there, and it's very beautiful, man. I think that a lot of people can understand exactly how you just described what happened a few, uh, like basically almost a week ago. But And it's still happening. Right, it's still happening. But So there has to be consequences of what just happened. And I think that the consequences are going to go in favor of the one percent. Yes, absolutely. Right. So the, the so, SEC, so, the SEC is already doing this. The brokerages are already doing this. So you know what was the, one of the craziest parts about this? And I know this is this is just a little bit of a side note. But the 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 press secretary for Biden right now, I forget her name, but she's the redhead, the one who the, she does the public speaking and does the press briefings for Biden. Her husband, or it was her brother, one of the two. Uh, Same thing. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I forget, I think it was her brother. Uh, her brother was actually one of the hedge fund managers who lost a lot of the money. And once people started finding that out, they took that off her Wikipedia page. That she took had in, what off? Just the fact, like, they erased all of it. Okay. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm doing a kind of a bad job of explaining it, but she had, she had relatives that were involved. It was a hedge, hedge fund manager and now it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Just like the information. Like, it, it's just crazy, man. And, and to ask a question and for you guys so simply to answer what this podcast is all about is that they're going to make regulations that will make the 99%. It will negatively affect the 99%. Yeah, that's, that's the craziest part. That's man. the most important. This whole GameStop stock thing and AMC and all the other stocks that are involved, the important part is not what's happening with the stocks and not what's happening, unless you're actively trading right now. If you're actively trading, sure, keep up with it. Other than that, though, that that's not what's important. What's important 
is what is happening to the 99% compared to what is happening with the 1%. And it's the same shit that we've always seen. The only difference is now, so like, let's say it's, let's say you're talking about politics instead of stocks. In politics, you have 45% of people think one thing, 45% of people think the other thing, and then 10% in the middle somewhere or think their own thing. And we can never get along. And then the 1% just wins. The 1% just wins all the time because we can't get along. This is different because the 99% is all together on this. You literally have, you literally have like people from all sides are coming together on this to be, I mean, you even have politicians who are against each other. You had like OAC or AOC, what I can't say. AOC, yeah. AOC, Alex, blah, 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 Ortega, Cortez, whatever. You have her and then like, Someone, I can't remember their names, I'm so bad with politics, but someone who was like super against her all the time literally agreed with her and was like, yeah, this is great, this is good, that's what's happening, blah, blah, who's been against her her entire career and their entire career is like, the point I'm getting at is we're all now agreeing. Everybody is on the same side and yet the 1% is still making regulation and will still come out on top of this. What does that say for our ability to actually enact change? Yeah, I mean, like with everything that's transpired in the past year, and we've all we've been looking for that hope, and we've always been striving for that hope, and then to see it actually happen, and that hope happens, and the little man or the little woman's just like, holy shit, this is actually happening. These people will no longer be able to band together and do this ever again. No, they're going to come out with some nonsense, that, and you won't be able to stop Reddit because of the way that that site functions. You won't be able to stop stuff like that. What they're gonna end no, up? I mean, they stop in, parlor, bro. They can stop Reddit real quick. No, what I'm <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, like that. I'm not saying Reddit. I'm not it's saying not, Reddit. I got you. I got you. I'm saying any fucking forum. Right. You can't stop people from banding together and do this. You know what you can do though? Put in some stupid ass regulation. Now, like, oh, well, now to buy or trade stocks at all, you have to have at least twenty five thousand in your brokerage account. They can put in regulation like that. So now you've literally cut off the little man from being able to invest until they've invested. They're not doing that, are they? They could. That's what I'm saying. No, they could. They could. That's how you fucking. But then, but then you really get and and honestly, it's that teetering point. You you know what I talk about as far as like they've been playing this game to where they they've slowly taken shit away, but not enough to where it's flipped the script. We talked about that with David Ike actually. They got to be really careful with what they're about to do right now, because if they go if they go fucking too hard on suppressing what what we can do man you're gonna piss off so many fucking people and then we by the way all these people already know it's bullshit but whenever you really get to it and they go oh so like we've been winning at this for a hundred years but the one time that we lose oh now now we're literally gonna prevent you from even playing the game well then we'll be like all right well we'll do shit differently now and now it calls calls for fucking different action and we're gonna handle you you differently and but they they don't want to get it there and this is a really fucking like tight squeeze like how far do we you know because we can't have can't have the average everyday person being able to make money off off you know my my billion dollars mm-hmm. i don't even fucking pay taxes i don't no fuck no i'm not giving any of my i'm gonna about to have to sell my boat my fucking fourth fucking house and you leave me with a yacht and fucking three houses that's all i get to live with look at you there was a guy on fucking cen who said it was an attack on the wealthy a financial attack on the wealthy. Oh, man, do I feel bad for you. Like, are you right. fucking serious right now? Yeah. An attack on the wealthy? You So you lost a little bit of money? We've been losing money. You know how many common fucking everyday workers lost shit from 401ks and fucking from the housing market crash in 08? People fucking homeless on the fucking streets with no jobs? Can't fucking do shit? You never gave a fuck about us while you raked in all this money. We saw it during the last pandemic. Yeah. All they did was get wealthy. You're spo- we're year. supposed to feel sorry for you? You're the only person feeling sorry for your fucking self. No. Then this is, it's a joke. The saddest this part, is a man. Joke. The saddest part, and I think that this is the craziest part, is that like people have to walk away from social media, man. And they have to walk away from big, big social media because they're they're literally playing this into the the wealthy's hands, like you said. They're like, this is an attack on the wealthy. Well, well, trying, well the wealthy to, owns the medium, right? The wealthy no, owns yeah, the media. If you if you look at the standard, uh, what, they don't own us, by the way. What do you what do you call that? Well, they not, own YouTube. Not standard. What do you call that? The mainstream. Yeah. If you look at mainstream media, mainstream yes. media right now is making the redditors and the small investors like terrorists seem like fucking terrorists. Yeah. No, like, they're they're the media has manipulated into it to where if you're an average Joe watching it which is unfortunate because chances are if you're watching us you're not one of the average joes watching the media right so you already know what we're telling you right now 
but they but could, on the they off could chance, share it. They could but, share it. Yeah, share yeah, that there shit. You go. Share it. Share it. Let the people who don't watch know. But no. Um, the mainstream media is making the Redditors and all them seem like the bad guy. No, 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 no. And once again, if you think I'm biased, I lost money. I was on the hedge fund side, not morally, but financially. I made the same decision that the hedge funds did. I, I lost a bunch of money because I fucking shorted GameStop as well. And then it blew up. And instead of like making thousands upon thousands of dollars, I lost a couple like, and I'm still on the Reddit side of this. I'm on the little man's side, even though I was on the wrong side financially and I lost because it seemed like the smart play, which it was GameStop is a failing company and it was a smart play. Um, what are you on right now? Oh, that's the internet. And I was like, what the fuck? I was expecting to see the audacity bar. Oh, yeah, I looked yeah. over and I just saw a blank screen. Um, yeah, so I'm not biased on the whole thing because I was on the hedge fund side as far as financial goes. And I'm still agreeing with the Redditors they're, the the mainstream media is making these individual investors on the internet sound like some kind of like banded together militia who are fucking over the rich or whatever. They're literally making the same financial moves and the same forms of market manipulation that the rich and the wealthy and the hedge funds have done for years. Hundreds. They, uh, dude, hundreds. years. They, they do and it. Now, now they're stepping in, the hedge funds are stepping in and making brokerages Shut down to only... Okay, so the hedge funds, they've all got shorts, right? They've all got shorts on GameStop, which means the way they make money is if people stop buying GameStop. Plain and simple. If GameStop goes... When you buy GameStop, the more you buy it and the more people buy it, the higher the share price goes. That's how it works. The more people who buy in, the higher the share price goes because now they're worth more. So they want the share price to go down, which means they mean they need nobody buying and more people selling. So what happens... All the brokerages literally stop people from being able to buy. So they and don't you're lose more money. That's not illegal. Right. That's not true market manipulation. Right. The brokerages. It's not like they stop people from buying and selling. By the way, they didn't stop. They didn't completely cut it off and say, "Hey, we're investigating some fraud." Sell that shit. Baby. We can no. They're like, you sell can sell. It. You can sell all you want. You just can't buy anymore. Because buying, buying what's, is what's hurting the one percent. This is what I got uh, down to whenever I first heard about the story which I find unbelievably fascinating. So there was a, a pre-debriefing, or a, a briefing, I'm sorry, a briefing on what the pandemic was going to happen to a select few uh, politicians. Now, a handful of these politicians, who I should have their names memorized, but, but I do not, uh, immediately pulled out so much money out, out of the stock market because they knew that they were going to lose money which, by the way, is very much insider trading, but none of these people are prosecuted. None of these people are prosecuted, and the SEC is not investigating. Not investigating nope, no, them the anymore. SEC, the SEC is investigating Reddit. Yeah, right. no, they're now. But God. oh man, oh man, all these fucking politicians is one percent. Which, by the way, who knows Here's what deal. hedge funds? Who knows what hedge funds these politicians leak that information to? Where once again, billionaires. Got a little inside because they they pay they pay the politicians a little bit of money and they go hey, fucking everything's about to be locked down. You better start pulling out of fucking restaurants right now. You better start pulling out of uh, airlines. Everything everything is getting fucking shut down. You're about to lose a shit ton of money. They pull out all their fucking money. Boom. They end up making so much more money buying back in when all those stocks fucking drop. They almost double their wealth. By the way, the one percent is the biggest people who profited from uh uh from the shutdown of the pandemic. It's it's proven in math. It's almost in in a gross amount to where they should be yeah, ashamed of themselves. Like Jeff Bezos and, and people like this ridiculous amount of money. It's over a trillion dollars in wealth. Ridiculous that yeah. they made over the pandemic For the of, 1%. Of, of, of the suffering of people, by the way. Yeah. That they made money off of. And then now you have just these people come in, average everyday person that that decides to to play the same game that they're doing. They unite and do it, and then now everybody's up in arms. And look at this near terrorist attack right on the fucking but market i think that's it's that, laughable that's it's the, laughable in america what's happening right it's, now it's the most it's, laughable. it's the most common <laughs> denominator whenever people start to rise that's exactly what they're going to do is they're just yep. going to ostracize them and say that they're terrorists which is that, that that's the day that we've come to realize that this is exactly what is happening and we've been talking about it on the podcast for years now and we're actually seeing it unfold be, be, before our eyes this great craziness that is fucking happening and having david on david i class or a week and a half ago and him explaining what is how this is kind of being orchestrated and what their total goal is is, is 
whenever you hear him talk, I mean, to me, that it's that's, you see their final goal and what it is that they want. And it's control, man. Control, complete yeah. control. But I, I, the, the thing for me, man, and, and doing this podcast and what scares me the most is the, the amount of knowledge that I want to spread to people and just I want people to be free, man. I truly just want people to be free. And I think that we are here in the United States a little bit. And if you listen to our, either way, I just I, I want us to be free. But what I've come to realize, man, is that we're slowly losing those things. Slowly, slowly, slowly losing those things. You see instances like what we're describing right now, and they're going to make regulations to where this can never happen again. The, the people who are hold on, hold on. So, the, so what you just said, they're they're about to make regulations to where this can't happen again. I, I don't do, know. Do that. you I'm agree just, with that? Do you agree with that? Because I I agree with it. I agree with it. Let Let's see if we're right. Let's see if the SEC actually fucking steps in in the next um, month to six months yeah. and actually switches shit to where, oh, man, we're now going to fucking make not, sure I'm this I'm just trying to think again. how they would. It's the SEC. It's, they fucking do it. No, 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 no. Hold I'm on. trying to think of the actual what the regulations would be. They don't they write don't, law. All they're they going to do is write some on. shit on paper. That's not exactly. what I'm saying. Like, Jesse, Jesse, I'm saying what would the yeah. law be? Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? I got you. You can't, it, just, it, you can't be like... You can't trade if you have a Reddit account. Like it doesn't work like that. So what I'm saying, I'm is trying that, to think what the actual no, that, fucking that'd be law true. Would be. That'd be really these bad. These if, people if that was which you can write a law for anything. These people are clever, and you're and you're right. Congress is going to get involved, and they're going to be the ones to step in. The SEC won't have to. You know what I'm saying? Congress will be the ones to do it. And whether whether or not it's right or left, it, it right now it's the left, and they're going to be the ones who are writing legislation for what's about to happen when it comes to stocks and trading and all this bullshit. But even deeper than that, I think the question is, like, in this instance, whenever you're having the, the Redditors be the ones who are being investigated, it shows you the true colors of who these people are representing, and it's the 1%. The 1%. What, and, and this is just a theory. I'm not saying this for, for, for it to be true. But, like, people like the FBI and all these big corporations, SEC and all this, they are for the 1%, man. They are going to do the business of the 1%. Dude, the proof, the proof, honest to God, the proof is in the fact that, uh, just two quick things. The proof is in the fact that, and I'm not even going to name all of them that did it. I'm only going to point at one. Robinhood shut down the ability. It doesn't matter if they did it for five minutes or five hours. It doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. It was a few matter. days, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. No. Dude, I was Dude, trying. Okay, I, was, I, I was checking on it often. Trust me. They shut it you, off. Even Dogecoin. Even Dogecoin. Yeah, they shut Doge down Dogecoin. Coin. I still got shut down. I, I, I don't know if it was... Was it all crypto or was it just Doge? It was just Doge. I okay, still... Because that's the one that was being on. talked you about can, on fucking Reddit. Hold on, sorry. I did I did purchase $100 to, to You can invest. still buy Dogecoin no, right now. Yes, I've you tried can. to the past two days. Can, I couldn't. Can I, can I tell you why? Why? I can get what my phone the, and try to buy some right now. What they took away was your ability... Well, to, to put in the order. What they took away was your ability to have instant deposit. Yeah, it takes so three to five put, business days. Exactly. Right. But you can, you can still, still buy it. You already have to have the money, though. They took away instant deposit for right. crypto. But you can, for crypto, you can still for buy crypto. other stocks. Now, as far as GameStop goes, over the course of five days, they shut off your ability to buy at certain times. It was not a complete blanket shut off for five days. They just, there were moments here and there, five minutes where you can't buy. 20 minutes where you can't buy, an hour where you can't buy. It was off and on throughout and, the course of these days. The and they can do those I things. was making, though, is the fact that, one, they shut off the... It doesn't matter if it was five minutes or five hours, like I started saying. They shut off the ability to buy into a stock, but left you with the ability to sell. That's It's part of their terms of service, though, and we all agreed to do those I, things. I know. I'm saying, though, the fact that they do that, though, proves that it's only for the benefit of the 1%. But, but... Through other brokerages, were you still able to buy, able to buy that stock? I'm only bringing so, up Robinhood. So, so that's there were what I'm tons saying. of brokerages that did it, by the way. So, but that's but only probably the free trading, um, the free trades. Yeah, the ones that are built for so E Trade, E Trade, Fidelity. All they, they probably, probably could still buy because you have to pay the 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 ten dollars ten dollars a trade, fifteen dollars, yeah, whatever it is. Because they didn't give a shit. They were like, man, if people are trading, we're gonna make our money. Yeah, that's where Robinhood has always kind of been at the whip of the market itself. Robinhood and, you and really, Stash and Acorns and all these other like small which, time. I, I don't know if this is necessary or not, but to explain where Robinhood makes their money. Because a lot of people question, oh man, all these other brokerages charge you per transaction, per trade. Why does Robinhood able to give it out for fucking free? Well, they sell your information. So before your order actually goes through, they have a system 
that that goes to fucking, I don't even know what the fuck it's called. The stock market is what I'm going to say. And they go, hey, they're about to place an order for this or the general public is buying into this stock pretty heavy and they, they wait for your order to not fully process. They get an inside information basically that, oh man, a bunch of people are about to buy this. So jack the price up like 10 All this cents. information is happening in milliseconds, by the, the way. No, it's really quick. It's really quick. So they jack the price up penny, five cents, 10 cents, which doesn't mean anything to an individual. Cause you're like, man, I put in an order at, um, at 2150 and it, uh, I actually had to buy it at 2155. Nobody gives a shit whenever you're buying fucking three stocks, a 15 cent fucking difference. Nobody gives a fuck, but on a large scale, whenever they jack that price up, that's where they're making their money because it's not the true evaluation of the company and the stock price at the time. That's when they make their fucking money. So they are kind of in a chokehold. Like that's why Robinhood is is in a chokehold and very much manipulated by just the stock market in well, general. Created, I, don't, I don't know how else to so create a business. My, my, it, it's it's my second point with that. One being Robinhood stopped people from being able to buy, which directly affected the one percent and helped them. Right. That's point one. Point two. All the people using Robinhood who were like us, who saw what was happening and were fucking pissed about it started giving Robinhood negative reviews, Google deleted those. Robinhood went down to one star, and Google said, no, all these reviews seem pretty fake, and deleted them, and Robinhood's back up to four stars. Those are not fake reviews. Those are people who are legitimately pissed with a fucking company for how the company is responding to a situation. And that doesn't happen to the little man or the little woman in the real world. You get your shit reviewed wrong. Man, <laughs> dude, dude, but for all you know, the CEO of Robinhood, I don't know his name. I should know his name because I, I use Robinhood. He's personally. been all over mainstream media, man. All dude, over. Dude, he, he could have had like fucking death threats for all we Probably fucking did. know. Probably did. Yeah, but for not, that amount of money, no, no, for that amount of money for the 1% and dude, they'll take your life with no fucking issue. They're like, dude, we'll, we'll just kill the fuck out of you. You don't do what the fuck we say. Oh, no, because they're going to find more clever ways to take more money from the 99 I'm still saying Google but, shouldn't have removed those no, fucking no, negative definitely reviews. Not, the, the real issue, what, um, man. Let's boil yes, it down here. Let's yes, boil Rob, it down. Robin Hood did some, did some things that were negative, but I'm talking about the foothold that the 1% and these these hedge funds fucking had that probably came in and you're like, you're, you're shutting this fucking shit down, mm -hmm. whether or not you like it or not. Because if you like your fucking life, well, if you like your life, you're shutting this shit down right Do you, now. There were probably and people that's, that... that's what it fucking probably came down to. There were probably people who walked into he his business. He probably got this fucking piss scared oh, out of him yeah. during got, this fucking process. Oh, CEO yeah. of fucking Robin Hood. Yep. Let's boil, so, it, let's boil it down, man. Boil it down to, to one common denominator. Boil it down. This is, what I, this is what I've been saying on this podcast. We play by different rules. It's not, it's not a separation of race, religion, creed, sexuality, anything, which is... Or, or you're Republican or you're liberal. That's not the true divide that's happening in America. It is a wealth divide of the people who actually fucking have the power. If you get angry at the right or the left, guess what? You're playing the same game and they're raping you for fucking money all fucking day. They don't give a shit what color you wear. They don't give a shit who you're having sex with. They don't give a shit what religious uh, place you go to every Sunday or fucking Saturday or fucking whenever you go to your place. All they know is that they're in control of you financially. And nobody ever wants to really get down on this. That is the true separation in America. That's what needs to be addressed first. We talked about gold standard. We've had people on about fucking finance. We fucking preach into the choir to a lot of these fucking people. If you make here. less because than 500 I, I've been million the same a year, shit. you're playing by different rules. Yeah. It's different rules. And that's, that's what really you need to be upset about is this 1% of people that, that have literally running the fucking world right now because of fucking finance. And the common everyday person is fucking fucked over. And, and you're a slave. Everybody's a fucking slave to this financial fucking system where they just get off on. And you just pissed off your slave master a little bit. So you're really feeling the whip right now. Everybody on fucking Reddit and anybody who has Robin Hood and, you know, is trying to intelligent and play in, in, um, in a capitalistic sense and capitalism works and all this bullshit, which yeah, is yeah. not capitalism. Minus, minus all that. Socialism. Dude, dude, you hit it hard right there. You hit sorry. it really good. I'm sorry. I just didn't want, I just didn't want you to keep going because... If you guys, if, if you in some way, shape, or form agree with Jesse's statement, man, share share this video because that's the only way that people are going to understand what's truly going on. And not to say that we have ultimate truth or ultimate knowledge, but I think it's pretty much common sense what's happening right Dude, now. Dude, it's really blatant now because right. of everything that's happening. It's, it's, it's fucking really common sense. How do you not see the wealth gap? How do you not see the pandemic happening and trillions of dollars going to the 1%? How do you not see Jeff Bezos and all these top 10 billion, 100 billionaires 
making all this money? How do you not see it? And we're not asking for a perfect utopia, but what we're asking for, I don't even know what we're asking for. We just want people to be more involved, man. Also, the point of the whole playing by different rules comes into play here because it's not just, it's not capitalism. It's not work really hard and do really well and you'll benefit because all these Redditors made the right decision and worked hard and did this stuff together. And yeah, they benefited a little bit. You know what happened? They're all going to lose money. They're going to lose, right? The whole point is we're playing by different rules. If you're part of the 99%, you can't do the same stuff that the 1% does and expect to go up. Because if you start going up, they will fucking step on you and fucking push you back down. Unless somehow you get initiated and you're part of the club. No, there's some that get through once in a while. Don't get me wrong. You can make it. You can make it. But I'm saying in general, the whole point I'm getting at is you're literally, we're playing by different rules. The stuff that you're doing in your day-to-day life that you think may benefit you and make you fucking better and one day you're going to be a fucking multimillionaire or whatever, chances are that you're playing by completely different rules from the people who've already made it there. Yeah. Crazy, crazy shit, man. You guys, you got one last thought on that, Jesse? No, I just wanted to say the names of the people uh, who were senators that got oh, yeah. briefed on the pandemic. I'm not going to be able to say their names right, but there was five of them. It's uh, Richard Burr, Republican. That was the big one. That was the big one. Rich, yeah, Richard Burr. Uh, who is man? He's got so much ties. He's still was, in the Senate right now. He's still making moves in the Senate. <laughs> we covered. We talked about that a couple of podcasts fucking ago. In office, uh, Senator Richard uh, Richard Burr from North Carolina. Senator Jim. Uh, oh man, I and man, I can't even pronounce his fucking janky ass fucking last name. Looks like Jim Inhofe. Yeah, Jim In In Inhofe. Okay. Spell the little. Well, we don't want to no, no, just say their, say their names. Senator, Senator say Kelly Loeffler. Yeah. Loeffler. Senator Diane Feinstein. Feinstein, yeah. That's all I see. Richard Burr, Jim Inhofe, uh, Kelly Loeffler, and Diane Feinstein. Okay, so maybe there was only four. I thought that there was five. The big one, and, man, and maybe, Richard, Richard Burr is still the senator right I don't, now, and there's nothing about. Here's yeah. the deal, man. So these people the, made money before the pandemic. They knew they knew something was going to happen. They, they cashed out. These people aren't hard up for money, man. They're not. They're politicians. They're running our country right now. They're the ones who are making laws right now. It's gross. It's very gross. It's disgusting. It's disgusting what's what's happening. The separation when people have so much and also people have so little. And and the, um, oh, what do they call it? Redditors are terrorists. The essential workers who, man, if if they didn't do their shit, then they would have lost a shit ton of money. They needed at least some basis of economy to make sure that they, they had their fucking shit. They, man. man, these people—they're very clever. They know what they're doing, uh, and like, like I said, David, like whips said, of your master, man. Yeah. with these fucking. But again, assholes. but again, Fuck it all—it all starts with grassroots, man, and just having just a normal conversation like this and trying to get it out to people to where they understand what's truly happening, because this this stuff is happening and it's happening daily, and to see it broadcast the way that these redditors did—I forget what they how they called their names. What was it? The Reddit, Reds, Red, they had a name for them. What the Reddit? Yeah, Wall Street bets. Yeah, Wall Street bets, and they they got banned off Discord and all this other shit. Like, this stuff is happening. These the and these rich elites are, they're literally just taking. They're taking more and more. Is what I'm saying. So just sharing this and just having conversation and talking with people, commenting on this video. Hopefully, it doesn't get pulled down. Just being able to have a conversation about it to see what we can do as the 99 percent to better the future of America, man. Not only, let's just, let's, we got a little bit of time I just want to play by the same set of rules, man. That's all yeah, I want. No, I just want to play by the same set of rules. It doesn't fucking work that way. And that, that's why and it never point, will. It never will. At, at some point, they'll ask, oh, why did you, why did you eat the rich? Why did you, which, which that's been a big thing. Eat the rich lately, especially with everything that's going on, which I agree with it. I love, I love that statement. Because you are fattened. You are fattened and ready for the slaughter because you've absorbed everything that you possibly can. And the people who are starving, well, we we're going to eat. <laughs> yeah. You know, what we'll, your, we'll, we'll eat, we'll what, eat. And that, that pretty you. much took up the, the majority yeah, of the hour. And I knew okay. that, that I knew that this subject wouldn't, it was very great, man. But what are your guys' thoughts on just the 40 executive orders Biden signed like two weeks? I in? know nothing about them. I don't know anything. I know one of them is legalized weed. No, no. He have um, he is made he, is he, he made, focused on, on legalization of marijuana. Maybe the I don't, decriminalization of it at least. I don't know. I don't know. I know a few, right? So here I'm just gonna I'm gonna name them off just real quick. Man. Anything that has to do with freedom, I'm all about. Anything right, on the right. opposite side of regulation, yeah. I'm, I don't. I don't know about when it comes to freedom. I know he stopped the Keystone Pipeline, which the, a lot of jobs were lost. I don't. I'm not entirely see, sure. The, the, the Keystone Pipeline's a weird thing, but 
Good that was going to connect Canada. Canada. There's going to be some trade and some good stuff that comes out of that. But I guess what, what that, co- that one's a weird one, man. When it comes uh, to the key, so and, and I know that this is my ultimate question. But when it comes to the Keystone Pipeline, it by canceling that, we're going to have to have more dependence on other countries for uh, resources when it comes to heating our own country or fueling it. And man, stuff I don't like want to get into the Keystone Pipeline because there's so much yeah. more no, 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 behind no, no, the scenes no, 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 bullshit. No, no, no. Yeah, there, so, there's so, a lot. Man. So hold on, hold on. There's a lot okay. With that one. Okay. So skip um, over that one. What's the others? Um, so he's made a, an executive order that. Um, all federal employees have to wear a mask in a federal building. And not only that, all fed and and then well, or if you're uh, crossing state lines, um, but who gives a shit? You are no longer, if you're a federal employee in any federal building in the United States or on federal property allowed to say that the virus came from China, the, the, what? the coronavirus. Yeah. You're not, you're not allowed to call it the Chinese virus or the China virus. It is now, he made an executive order to you say, you can't call it the China virus. In a federal well, building. Well, first off, nobody's fucking calling it that. Well, Donald Trump. Only, did. only, only oh, Donald. Oh, literally, nobody else. The dude said Kofepe. I don't give a shit. Nobody. <laughs> I else, don't give a no, shit. Literally, he was the only person to call it that. Nobody else in America. Nobody even cares. Huge so Donald Trump supporters. Even be an executive never order called about it that. the fucking China virus. Right? So hold on, hold on. It gets even. Jesus bit, Christ. And that, that's that's to the to the limit of my knowledge of what I know. But there is an actual uh, TikTok of. Uh, Biden about to sign another executive order, and he's like, I don't even know what I'm signing. Wait, and then, why and then, is there a TikTok of that? Well, they made a TikTok of the video that they watched, like on WhiteHouse.gov okay. or yeah, whatever not, it is. It, it, yeah. He's just talking about the media yeah. platform okay. that he okay. watched yeah. it on. And Biden's just like, he's like, well, I don't even know what I'm signing. And then Nancy Pelosi like kind of walks over and shrugs, and she's like, just sign it. That's not. I'm, I don't I'm know. dude. I don't, I don't give like, a shit. I don't. I, know. No, I'm just, I don't. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't I'm, fucking. He's this. He's the same as the last fucking. But hold on. I know. No. No. And there's not I, even that. I know. Many. I know that. But is it not it, signing forty executive orders? Is that not being a dictator when you have both the House and That's the what Senate? They all do. That's what they all do. Right. right. No. I know. But he's in in his first two weeks. Or what, what they all do. Yeah, no, I know that. I know that. So but what's so what's different? What's weird? We're, we're there's nothing di- weird we're, about this. No, no, no. Very true. Well, it is. It's 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 a little bit more weird because at the rate that it's happening, it's happening way faster. But I bet if you looked in the past, every year that rate increases. Well, when you have uh, George Bush Jr., uh, Obama, and Trump within the first two weeks, he's like doubled or tripled the amount of executive orders. So what I'm saying is, what pro- I'm saying is, it's progressively getting George, worse. I bet you that George Bush Jr. did more than Clinton. Like George W. Yeah, yeah, Bush yeah, yeah. did more than Clinton. It's becoming more and I common. Bet Obama yeah. did yeah. more than George W. Bush, and then and then Trump did more and than Trump Obama. Did, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, the yeah. fucking regular. There's nothing so fucking out of the corner. It feels the separation, if you, and that's what they want. They, the, yes. they, they want they the question, want the separation. The question is, do we not live in a dictatorship in the United States? We don't live in a dictatorship. No, no that's you don't know the defin- what do you, definition. What do you mean? Whenever they don't, when they sign forty executive orders, that's not a dictatorship. No, he's not a dictator. He's an elected. We live in a corporate oligarchy. True. Slash, I think you have to add in dictator now. now no, no. Dude, when you sign 40 executive orders that change law... Dude, it doesn't... Fucking four not, years ago, they could have been like, when you sign 28 executive orders that change law... Like, bro. Okay, so after... We'll, no, we'll, I'm we'll just see. answering your question. In my opinion, sure no. We don't live in a fucking dictatorship. Okay, it, it's just a question is all. That's I'm giving you my answer. So the, the last... The, we'll leave it at that, okay? We'll leave it at that in that aspect. The, the last question I want to ask, and Jesse, already, I already know his answer to this... But we're we're heading down uh, with technology in a path that's going to change um, who we are as as individuals, as a human being, uh, and what our and what our vessel is. And we all love to eat. I love to eat. I love different tastes of foods. I love. Oh, this is what you talked about outside. Yeah, I got you. I, I love I love food, man. But I think for me, and I think that it's very it's a very easy answer for myself. If there were ever a day to where I could go into a store and I could buy just a shake or just a container, and it had, let's say, you know, you, you bought two containers or three containers, and you drank two or three a day, and different different flavors, whatever whatever you have, and it has all the nutrition that you need. Nothing else. No no carcinogens, no no pesticides. It's just truly what your body You're talking needs. about like the movie Wally, where they just go yeah. around drinking fucking nutrient shakes. Yeah, but, I mean, a little bit different. I'm not saying that that's... It's, I'm not saying it's Wally, man. I'm not trying to... Break it down to that. I'm just saying, if I had the option right now, and I would even go back, let's say, bring it into Western times, and I had the opportunity just to fucking have a shake to where I didn't have to worry about fucking hunter gatherer or trying to kill something. We don't have I to worry would, about hunter or gatherer right now. We no, go to no, the goddamn I, grocery I'm, store. No, I know that. I'm saying you could take it back however far. This is just my mindset, Johnny. Is what I'm saying. I would fucking take the shake, man, because 
don't you just hate picking what it is you want to eat? No, no, not at all. I love that. So you wouldn't take the shake? You don't smoke no. weed, do you, Paul? No, I don't. I can fucking tell. I enjoy. You I smoke enjoy a little bit of weed. You definitely fucking. Bro, I used you, to smoke. You get dick hard smoke, about some I, fucking food. I used to smoke all the weed, man. I know, but you get dick hard about food. No, that's that's the part of life that you you end up enjoying is having that variety, like the the spice of life, right? Is variety. It's what Earth offers, and especially like. Whenever it comes to like eating food, eating food is such an amazing experience. But would that not? It'd be an awful experience too. That couldn't. That that could cure so, starvation. So are, could it not? You, I want some sushi right now. I don't want a okay. fucking nutrient shake. I, I see. I see where you're going with this. If there was, and by the way, this has been done before. It's called ramen noodles. You know, the guy that created ramen noodles was trying to uh, solve the issue it's with world hunger. Nowhere near healthy for you. No, but he was trying to solve world hunger though. Like there is nothing more filling than carbohydrates, and he was like, "This is literally still to it's this so day the processed, cheapest." So processed, though. So processed. No, but he was just trying to make sure. Okay, a nutrient shake. If would you're be a child processed. in Africa, I'm saying if, it if you're be. if you're a child in fucking Africa and you haven't eaten anything in fucking five days, you think you're worried about? Oh, look at the processed ramen noodle packet I'm about to fucking eat for fucking <laughs> ten enough. cents. Fair enough. No, he was trying to solve world hunger. There is this, as far as what the human body needs, that that varies genetically from person to person, and man, everybody's completely different. Some people react really well to vegetarian diets. Some people really work or handle really well uh, straight carnivorous, and and you don't even have any fucking vegetables, and you just strictly eat meat. It's it's very genetically based. You got to figure that shit out on your own. There there is no one shake. This is one thing that was always laughable to me, which honestly I shouldn't even be saying right now because it's outside of my scope of practice. And I'm not even certified anymore for personal training. But they had these things called BCAAs that you would like scoop in and like put it in your fucking drink. And they, they sell the shit out of it at uh like GNC. And you'll even like see ads on fucking on YouTube and shit. We're like, oh man, get your BCAAs and shit. Just a branch chain amino acid, which is a, a broken down form of protein. There was no study... That you drinking this, you don't get even more from eating a fucking steak is, is all it is. So a lot of that shit's fucking laughable. And honestly, drinking something as opposed to, I don't care if I'm getting all my calories. I don't know if you've ever had a heavy calorie fucking drink. It's hard to put down. Give me give me a steak. Give me some steamed broccoli, a little bit of like salt and pepper. You know, give me a baked potato with some cheese <laughs> and sour cream, bro. Maybe some, maybe a half. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't want the new half rack shake. of ribs. I don't want the new. Yeah. Give me shake. a half rack of ribs with some bite, spicy barbecue sauce, man. That that's where I'm at. That's actually enjoyable. Meals should be enjoyable because life is life is finite. Life is finite, and eating is a big part of your life. So you need to enjoy that shit. Nobody enjoys but, fucking but, shakes but just, all day. So I mean, but you have to break it down and like just enjoying what we enjoy right now. It comes at a cost when it comes to agriculture and when it comes to animals. Everything and, comes at a cost. No, I, I get that, man. Everything but, comes at a cost. But I get that. So what I'm saying is, we have to look for the future of of where we live, the earth that we live on. We have to look at the future in that aspect, and I think that taking steps towards that. Or whether or and not it would just become another divide, man. The one percent would have steaks, and the ninety nine percent would be yeah. forced to eat nutrient. Drinks. Very true. Very true. That's just a step in the wrong direction. No, I, I and I get that, but but you see what I'm saying, though. I mean, there's a carbon footprint. I don't know how yeah. big when it comes to when it comes to just no, uh, no. agriculture and farming oh, and stuff like no, that. No, I could I could go on a, on a whole rant about that, about like how biodiversity is so important, but with growing massive fields of shit is really bad for the environment in general because a parasite comes in and that's why they have to like have the planes come over crop and then dusting. drop in and then literally I don't want to say crop dusting because that's what I did to well, a spray. couple of tables today <laughs> after the Chipotle I had. But but yeah, no, they have to do that. And and then now you have this chemical that's on this fucking plant and you need to make sure that man, maybe that chemical is negatively affecting me. It's not all natural at that point. No, it creates a lot of fucking problems, but there's there's always shit like that. I don't I'm just know, ready for us to dude, tell you. Everybody's so worried about. I, I'm kind of digressing here. I'm branching off a little bit. And I know that we need to like hurry up and wrap it up. Yeah, but like for real sure. quick, man. Fuck the carbon footprint. Fuck all that shit. Blah blah blah. Man, like what? Let's go colonize Mars already. Let's colonize the moon. No, let's the one percent. The one percent are about to colonize fucking Mars. Let's and then expand. they're going to leave us here to fucking die. That's not what I'm saying though. That's different. <laughs> I'm not saying Sorry, just them. I'm saying everybody. That's a weird. Like, let's expand. Let's fucking go out to space and shit. Let's do something different. Like, we don't have to be stuck 
But legitimately, if if we go to Mars and colonize Mars, oh, yeah, who's the, the first who the, the who's the first people to go? That's not what I'm getting at. I'm Fucking not getting 1%. that. I'm not getting that far. It won't be us. Jesse. It won't be Jesse. Us. I'm not getting into the the logistics of it. You know what I mean? At least do it. I'm just saying in general, like we've been so worried about the the earth we live on and all this stuff. And I'm not saying fuck up the earth. I'm not saying, oh, keep doing what we're doing. No, obviously there is a way to be quote unquote greener for lack of a better word. Like we should focus on this kind of stuff. We should focus on solar energy and alternate forms of energy and stuff and not fossil fuels and all this. But you talk like like population increase. Like if the population increases, we're going to run out of room and stuff. Like I'm just in general, I'm a big supporter of let's go to fucking space. Let's explore. Let's fucking go back to our roots as like people of fucking science and exploration and adventure and shit. You talk about all the time, Paul, you specifically bring up about like how we need to get outside more. We need to get our feet in the ground. We need to get outside. We need to like be more with mother nature and all this. I'm expanding on that even further saying go for the fucking stars and shit. Like we need to be out there doing stuff, not just stuck in our fucking computer screens and drinking our nutrient shake and looking at a (laughs) fucking computer screen and living on houses stacked on top of each other. Fair enough, man. That's a good way to end it. Um, If you guys enjoyed this podcast, man, the number one thing that you can do to help this podcast is just share it, man. Again, we're on all platforms now. Um, just sharing it would really, truly uh, help Talk Junkies. Again, we're not going to stop, man. Uh, if you have certain subjects that you want us to talk about, put it in the comments below on this video on YouTube because um, I'm on there every day looking at uh, what the channel is going on with, and, and I'm very good at communicating. We're really close to 1,000 subs, man. Eventually, we're going to hit live stream. Maybe not. We might not do that. I don't really know our plans. We'll discuss that at a later time. But again, best thing you can do for Talk Junkies and to help promote us is share the shit out of this. Share it to your mother, your father, your daughter, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your dog, your cat, your fucking iguana. Dude, if you have a dog that can watch fucking YouTube or listen to fucking Spotify. Can you own an iguana? Yeah, why not? People own alligators, man. I guess you're right. Yeah. Share the shit out of it, man. Um, Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button to all our junkies out there. Stay fly and ring the bell.